Okay, yeah, so the have the protesters gone? The sexuality. Have the protesters gone outside? Yeah, okay, go and see the crazy, crazy nutbag protesters we got here in England. If you thought the uh, Dublin, if you thought the um, Canadian ones were mad, and then meet, wait and meet the British nutbag. Gorilla Aspie's podcast, written, recorded, and produced by Paul Wadey. Hello. My name is Paul Wadey, and this is my first Gorilla Aspies podcast. I will be explaining later on what I'm about and what I get up to, but first, I want to take you back to the evening of the 26th of January this year in the West London area of Westbourne Park. The infamous Vax film, which I dissect hilariously on my PaulWadey.com website, had spawned a sequel calling itself Vax 2, The People's Truth. Polly Tomey, whom you just heard describing my friends and myself, toured America where she mysteriously found lots of parents who wanted to go on camera to discuss how their children died or are autistic and how this was all due to their being vaccinated. All of them, of course, did not have the backing of proper medical science in their beliefs. But good old Polly convinced them that yes, there is a conspiracy to hide the truth and that people like Emma Dalmain, who organised the protest against this film, are merely working for evil pharmaceutical companies. But more later. Let's start by spending some time around the wrought iron gates outside the venue on a wet evening around 5pm. Hmm? Hello, this is for my podcast. Hello, Paul Wadey. Hello, Emma Dalmain. Why are you here today? I'm here today because Autistic Inclusive Meets is the only organisation that comes out and speaks out against these things. Right, you're the only people who actually care to try to save children's lives against people who are basically biological terrorists. (laughs) Beautifully put. We are autistic adults that are coming out to say, you know, scientific proof and medically proven regulated treatments and vaccines work. Right, thank you very no much. Problem. Simple as that. Yeah, we've got a whole. There's about how many people are there? Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We've got a lot of people here, and a few more have come and gone as well. This is marvellous. It's, it's, if it's a disorder and a disease, how comes a whole load of people having a great time relating to each other in relationships with other autistic, autistic children? I don't quite understand how this is. You know, there's something wrong. Would you like to be in my podcast? Hello, I'm Nicola. Why are you here, Nicola? Because I think that vaccines don't cause autism. I think you're right. I think that um, Andrew Wakefield stood to make a lot of money out of separate vaccines and various other things, and that's why he invented this whole MMR scandal. I'm autistic and I'm too old to have had the MMR job. That's why I'm here. I met autistic people who didn't have any vaccines. Still autistic. Sorry? I've met autistic people. Yeah. They didn't have any vaccines. They're still autistic. I was vaccinated, but not with MMR. Yeah. It's nothing to do with my autism. You can spot that going through my family for many generations. Yeah. Record you all. Oh, you're the one with the brains. I am the, I am the one, you know. <laughs> Give me an A. <laughs> no, no. What are we going to do for a chance? I'm trying to think of something, you know. Vaccines are innocent. Hello. Yes, thank you. Okay, take it easy. How about just vaccines are innocent? <laughs> what did he say? Oh my goodness, goodness me! Goodness me! Oh goodness gracious me! We caught an old man leaving. Walking the goddamn sidewalk. Right. 
Vaccines are innocent. Silence. Autistics cause vaccines. It's called scientists. What else have we got? Yeah. Long live big pharma. Wrong. Vaccines cause autistics. Beautiful. God. I get. I'm a bit overwhelmed. Take two. And we've got a wonderful sign over here that says, vaccines cause adults. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, they're trying to kill a lot of children for stigmatizing vaccines. It's a snuff porn movie, yeah. It doesn't do any of the stuff the film says. And that is important because basically, unless everyone's vaccinated, you have measles and all these diseases coming back and it yeah. causes death. Thank you very much, thank you. It's the vaccination. Unfortunately, disinformation wreckers wreak havoc. Disinformation, start again. There's a gentleman here with a sign, and I'd like to read it. It says, after clean water, nothing saves more lives than vaccination. Unfortunately, disinformation wreaks havoc on public confidence, driving a dark renaissance of once-conquered diseases. There is no justification for perpetuating falsehoods about vaccination. We measure the cost of such mendacity in human lives. And that's by Dr. David Robert Grimes. Thank you. Do you really think the people come and see this would be intelligent enough to understand that? Uh, I doubt we're going to convert all that many people who already have tickets. I think it's very ingrained already in their case, but all we can do is try to promote the prevailing narrative and make sure that people are aware of the sort of you know, scientific consensus to know that uh, Andrew Wakefield does not have a monopoly on the truth in fact he doesn't have any truth whatsoever, he has not been officially a doctor for some years now my understanding, even though he still uses the title doctor he was uh, struck off of a council of some sort. I don't remember the name off the top General of my head. Medical Council. Council. Yeah, the yeah. General Medical Council in 2010, precisely for spewing nonsense. So, absolutely. Thank you. We have a gentleman here, and his sign says, "Our vaccines are safe and will save your child's life. Autism is not a vaccine injury. The science is clear. Vaccines do not cause autism." And that's Peter Holes, MD, PhD. He's a vaccine scientist, paediatrician, and father of an autistic daughter. Thank you, sir. Why are you here today? I am here because I support the view that vaccines do not cause autism. Your autism has always been with us and always will be. You can't hope to cure it or make it go away. And this is the reality that people need to understand in order to successfully live you know, with and work with people who are autistic. Like ourselves. Indeed. Very much so. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Can I read your sign? Your sign says, autistic, not injured. And also autistic from this point. And there's a, a, a sperm going into an egg. Not this point. And then there's a drawing of a syringe. Why are you here today? To support the cause. Thank you. I'd rather have an autistic child than a dead one. Uh, yeah. Yay. <laughs> Interesting. I have three autistic children and I'm autistic myself. Oh. And, as you know, autistics are born, not made. That's right. Yay. Autistics make autistics. That's right. It's called sex. It's called sex and hereditary genetics. <gasps> oh, my God. Goes on. All these children are made from sex and not vaccines. <laughs> 
Because if your nature was inherited from the vaccine, you'd have a really pointed head. You'd look a and bit go odd, around beating up other human beings in case they got the better of you. You would. You'd look a bit yeah. odd, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because you were fighting them off. Yeah. An antibody. Yes, that's right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have a sign that says measles, diphtheria, and polio now back. Thanks, anti anti-vaxxers. <laughs> what gave you the inspiration? Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think of uh, oh, how to say it. Yeah. When I was younger, um, I wasn't treated very well uh, by my peers and I wasn't accepted. Yeah, I think because of the um, treatment in school, I decided to uh, fight back and just fight for the rights of autistic people because I'm getting fed up of autistic people um, being mistreated and not accepted and not understood after what I went through in school. I mean, I didn't have many friends growing up until I started at university because of this, and I just want to stand up for my rights and help people so they don't have to go through what I went through. And I also believe that vaccines save lives and they help prevent nasty diseases. And it's thanks to all those vaccines I had. Okay, well, we're outside again. We moved into the doorway and we discovered that people were filming us. There were two women with an umbrella the camera and the microphone, it turned out that they were filming us for Vaxxed and they actually interviewed me and I gave them a spiel about how it's all medical science fiction, conspiracy theory and about how all these people love their children but they've got it all wrong and how their children have a reaction or they think they have a reaction at the time they're vaccinated and then after that they blame it on the vaccine because they can't be wrong. And I explained about how the film is so made that absolutely nothing in it is ever supposed to be something you can argue with. It is expected that every second of this film is irrefutable, which is, if you know anything about like reality, it's not actually possible that you could have something with that much density of point-blank statements of death and maiming, which are not taken seriously by medical science at all. There won't be any proper experts in that film. There won't be any references to real science. All there will be is statements made in the context of people who are part of this, what is obviously a cult. And it's not as wet as it was, by the way. It has been raining, but very gently raining. We're all a bit soggy. And standing outside this venue, uh, the Tabernacle in Westbourne Park, behind me is Powys Square, which, for all you film buffs, you'll know that uh, this was the location of the film performance. Mick Jagger, James Fox in the 1960s. A very famous Nicholas Rogue film. I may actually be looking across the road at the very building that they filmed. Good. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. I'm very glad to hear it. That's the idea. That's what I do. I'm angry. How dare they not tell us who they were, though? I was very polite. I said, I'm not shouting you. I'm not abusing you. Yeah, I'm yeah, asking yeah. you who you are. Yeah. You tell me. <laughs> yeah, the, only irony, the irony is they'll be putting pro-vaccination pro stuff in the movie. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> so they're actually doing, they're actually getting our information, getting a, getting Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> okay. Are you here to see the film? Oh, sorry, yes. am I in the way of pictures? Okay. I am. Thank you very much. No problem. No problem. Okay.
I noticed this picture is only of me. Do you want to take a picture? <laughs> <laughs> no, so just stay mine. You're all there. Thank you. <laughs> no, we're not. They're going to dob us. Is that going on Facebook or? Sorry. Okay, that's fine. Thank you, thank you. They're going to dub us, you see. I'll be going, and away going, vaccines are dangerous. They're going to kill everyone. <laughs> you go and see that film. It's brilliant. I'll be like that. Yeah, Paul says it. I'll be your I'm not taking my clothes off on there. <laughs> what is this? I'm always doing my stuff. I'm a man. I am entertaining. I'm a man perpetually dancing in front of a loaded gun. I'm like a guy who's always got a gun to his head trying to yeah, keep them laughing so you don't get shot. I'm doing my best. Yeah, they've got to, yeah. Because it's a bit difficult to be funny when you've got stuff like that going on inside the, uh, the tabernacle, yeah. Horrible, horrible. And they're going to believe it as well, aren't they? They want to believe it. They already believe it, which is why they come to say it. Oh, I don't know. Um, let's have a look. It's a snuff film. <laughs> it is a snuff film. It's full of dead babies. It's a form of pornography. You're vaccinated. But you're vaccinated. You are vaccinated. You're they still vaccinated. You. You've both got vaccines in your bodies. You have vaccines in you. You have dormant autism. <laughs> <laughs> you're full of vaccination. That's it, give them nightmares. Dormant autism. These are people who walk around full of vaccines and say things like that. It's great. No, I'm not listening to anyone. You know, I can't be wrong. The rest of my life, I can't be wrong. My kind of people. It's just amazing, isn't it? It is fun. These people are going to, you know, in a few years, they'll be hiding because of what they're doing. They don't understand what they've got involved in. Thank goodness for conspiracy theory, otherwise it wouldn't hold together. Yeah. You know, it's all right, it's a conspiracy. That's, what, that's why, you know, the real world doesn't believe any of this. It's a conspiracy. It's okay, I made sure I got paid, I got paid my, my shilling money. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Comes in handy, that. Glaxo, Glaxo. Yeah. They asked me if I was being paid. I said, I've got to donuts yes. arrives at the house each time. <laughs> <laughs> There's some bloody incredible people walking in here. It's incredible, there's isn't it? There's kids' parties as well, it's though. That's the trouble. Is there a children's party in there as well? There's kids' parties as well. Oh, my God. Are we going to traumatise children or something? Yeah, this is pretty them. serious, this, isn't it? Maybe they won't let the children the ones go that to live. the party if they're vaccinated. That would be something, wouldn't it? Do you think it's an anti-vaccine? you ain't getting in. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. In case you <laughs> what kind of <laughs> thing? Because they can't. Oh, oh, it's fun. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the idea was to film us and we <laughs> babies. The dead babies. There's a lot of death in it. There's a lot of death in that film. That's the really is. I'm confused of it. So these are sort of like sadists, then maybe they're a bit more. Who says medical science? Oh, there we go. 
What's he say? How much do you know about companies? Yeah, I actually know people who work in that industry. And if you actually compared to We're autistic, do we look damaged? Have a look at where did you get the data from? Who gave you that data? Why do you believe that data? I write about this. I'm a medical journalist. I write about it. I'm not opposed to vaccines. I think they're great and very useful and so Yeah. But I know a lot about what drug companies do. Yes. What their interests are, how they hide data, how they And if you want to get into a long conversation, we could discuss what's being done with SSRIs, the antidepressants. Right. Yeah. They hid data on the damage to children for three or four years yeah. while they were trying to get a license for it. Right. These are not companies which are dedicated solely to protecting people. That company which We're not defending big money. pharma. We understand that, yes. Well, you, you, but you're relying on big pharma for your information, and it's not a reliable source. No, well, actually, it's more like of many different organisations. Statistics. We are all autistic. Yeah, we're all autistic. With independent interests. You're you know, so it's from multiple sources. Well, there are quite a lot of very serious uh, problems with, with vaccines. Some of the vaccines, not all of them, some of them. Yes. And the data that you get that is put out by the drug companies, you, if, you don't, if you do believe drug companies implicitly, sorry, sorry, then, you know... So it's trying to, trying to get through, sir. Sorry, to move this way, move this way. Okay, sorry. You know, I, I understand that if you feel children are being damaged by it, that's very upsetting. Are you going to go and see the film? I am, yes. Because if you do, you come back and tell us, if you come to those people, everybody should be destroyed by vaccines. That's the well, scale they operate that's on. Feel free. But Vax um, 1 was the same. Did you... We're not saying... They're going to say that we're saying that there's no issues at all. Yeah. We don't say that. We don't, okay. say, we don't say there's no... It's the sheer scale that they're speaking it's of. The they're talking scale. about death and the scale destruction. The it's like Armageddon. Well, you should the, see it. It's extraordinary. Yeah. You know well, enough well, about it. The previous yes. Because there's, there's that portion that we know yeah. rely on the herd immunity from the 90s. Make sure you don't miss it, actually. <laughs> there basically well, protect I, those. 5.36. I, I am going to have to go in okay. where it comes to vaccines. Okay. Um, well, let us know what I you did, think when I you come out, please. The first film. Yeah. And the thing that shocked me about the media coverage of it yeah. was it absolutely yeah. went into Wakefield, which is oh, a yeah, separate yeah. thing, not really relevant anymore. The film's terrible. But, but um, paranoid conspiracy theories. Um, well, it's a genre. Think about that when you see it. Yeah. Sure doctors believe in it as well. Doctors believe in antidepressants and a lot of other things. They believe people should all be given statins, which, if you look at the data on that, right. is very dodgy. Right. I mean, this, it's, the science is not solid. Yes. And the idea of blocking off the debate, because on your side, there are, the Guardian is saying things like... Um, the worst it's thing that is going to end us all is not climate change, is not Trump, but is anti-vaxxers. You know, it's that kind of absurd <laughs> hysteria. Well, it's called epidemics, isn't it? That's it's what they're talking about. Epidemics. Sorry, can you, can you move out of the way? Let, let the people... Sorry about that. That's up from, that's up from 90,000 people. Well,
MVP Steve Batchy said so that's the My name's Paul, I'm a Sagittarius. Yeah. I like water skiing. <laughs> Sunbathing, yeah. Being laughed at by the right people. Thank you. Oh. Oh. Oh, hello. Sorry. We're sorry about the size. Sorry. Oh. I think we're traumatised for life. Please let us know what you think. It'll be fascinating to, to hear your opinion. Have a good one anyway. Anyway, I'll come and talk to you. Thank you. Sorry about the crowds of people. Oh, no, that's okay. Yeah. So you're for vaccinations? We yeah. certainly are. Okay, good. We're all vaccinated. Thank you. Look, you have a long and happy, healthy life. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. The protest was called and organised by Emma Dalmain, who started the Autistic Inclusive Meets Group, which runs up to four social groups a month for autistic children and adults alike, and offers support. And Emma is a published author and a noted online campaigner, who has been interviewed on the television like the BBC. One important point I need to make before anything is that the following interviews and material relates to people who think that vaccines injured and even killed their children. Now, this is a very serious subject. I personally think that this is a matter of proper medical science. It is not for me to judge what is going on here. So if you think that I am discounting people's opinions about injuries and illnesses and even death, you're wrong. What I am doing is twofold. Firstly, I am commenting on what appears to be a ruthless manipulation of the opinions of parents and even individuals who consider themselves to be damaged. There is a difference. That is why I used a sign that said parent snuff porn at the demonstration that 12 of us mounted outside of the venue. Now, this was to make people wonder if they were having their experiences manipulated and used. The snuff part refers to films in which people get murdered, which ties in with the multiple references to dying children. Yeah, that's right. The film is full of a lot of references to dead babies by tearful and moved parents. Also, where diagnosed autistic children are seen as brain damaged and victims of vaccines. The term porn is inappropriate in any sexual sense, but from what I have read and seen in the Vax Channel films, it is to be used in a slang or loose jargon sense, as terms are these days, like car porn, where you just love cars very deeply, or clothes porn, 
you do have a film that was described as reducing people to tears in showings. In fact, I read descriptions of people comparing at what points they disintegrated into emotion due to the film. People also reported it as being harrowing to watch. So you see, there is a very intense and deep-rooted emotional and gut reaction to this, a body response even. Secondly, I am an autistic self-advocate, and as such, I am interested in any vaccines causes autism links. I don't believe a word of it, but that does not mean that I am closed to being convinced otherwise. Yes, I listen. I do listen. I do take into account contrary arguments. I just haven't heard any that I believe. But please do not react to me as someone who is diminishing a parent's experience or indeed that of a person who thinks they were vaccine damaged. All I'm saying is that I too listen, I too make my mind up, but do not expect me to go along with your account any more than anyone else might. I may seem narrow-minded and biased, but actually I really am open to a credible explanation. I simply have not heard one here. On Sunday the 26th of January 2020, the Tabernacle venue in Westbourne Park, West London, was hired to show a film. The background history of this film is that back on April Fool's Day 2016, a struck-off and disgraced Dr Andrew Wakefield launched a film which was named Vaxxed. Now, I have written quite extensively about it on my website, www.paulwady.com. I christened it a conspiracy theory medical science fiction film. The documentary-style narrative is meant to affirm that the American Center for Disease Control is hiding knowledge of a study that proves that you can get more autism amongst African-American families than they wanted to give away. This coming from a so-called whistleblower that so far, in nearly four years, has not said a thing to the world's press or even on social media. His name is Dr. William Thompson, and he remains unsubpoenaed to the American government, unknown to interviews and generally looking like he had nothing to do with any of it. But don't let me ruin it all. <laughs> the film was panned by any critics who saw it and anyone who does not hold an obsessional need to stigmatise vaccines, all vaccines by the way, you know, the things that protect humans from viruses and stop epidemics, the people behind the film deny they are cult leaders or biological terrorists and insist they are all about vaccine safety as well as proving their family members were vaccine-damaged, which is why they are diagnosed autistics. Aha, now you see my interest. The idea that most, if not all, autistic people in the world are there because of being brain-damaged, rather than a hereditary race of us, born of parents who often do not look, sound or act the way you are supposed to when you're on the spectrum. Okay, yeah, so the have the protesters gone? Have the protesters gone outside? Yeah, okay, the crazy, crazy nutbag protesters we got here in England. If you thought the uh, Dublin, if you thought the um, Canadian ones were mad, then meet, wait and meet the British nutbags. I'm sorry, I don't care if that's offensive. <laughs> oh, what was that? Well, that was Polly Tomey, busy interviewing people who come to see the film within. And that was her opinion on us. Now, if we listen to that again, she makes reference to if you thought the R uh, Dublin, and then she changes her mind and says, if you thought the R uh, Canadian ones were bad. So that clearly <laughs> demonstrates, strike the horse's mouth, if you'll excuse the analogy, that there were other autistic people or just plain people in both Canada and Dublin protesting against the films these people have been making. 
Okay, yeah, so the have the protesters the gone? Sexuality. Have the protesters gone outside? Yeah, no, okay, go and see the crazy, crazy nutbag protesters we got here in England. If you thought the uh, Dublin, if you thought the um, Canadian ones were mad, and then meet, wait and meet the British nutbags. I'm sorry, I don't care if that's offensive. Oh, they are, are they crazy. Not misinformed people as well. They're being told crap about. I don't know. I think they're farmer trolls to be honest with you. Emma Dallin, Fiona Leary, go take a hike as far as I'm concerned. Right, I'm sick of being nice to people. Okay, we're going to block the British. <laughs> Up and say it the way it is. They're yeah. batshit crazy. Right, off you go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and those of you gender non-specific, we hear the voice of reason. This is a woman who was, I mean, her whole life has been hijacked for something like 10 years now with the Autism File Media Channel. However, the magazine started in 1998 on this noble quest to try to prove there's a connection between vaccines and her son Billy's condition. He's now about 20, 21 years of age, and this is how she hopes to convince the planet Earth that she's not talking a lot of rubbish. Love it. And I'd like you to consider some more excerpts from exactly the same interview with the two mums who were friends, who both believed their children were vaccine damaged, who were perfectly reasonable, decent people, interviewed in the back of the London venue, for example. And, you know, someone was asking me, some mother came up to me today, and she said... Can you recommend a good physician or doctor or somebody here in the UK? And honestly, peeps, I'm going to be honest with you, I can't. I'm not going to lie to the parents, I can't. I'm not saying there aren't good ones, yeah. I don't know it's them. It's hard to find them because the people, are, people are still too scared, I think. It's, it's frustrating. Well, there are no. people that say they know them. So, so whoever it is that knows them, maybe... <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> we need to find um, a website somewhere where we put these good doctors on because... Yes, because you've got doctors for informed consent in America. We need something like this for the UK, because I was wondering if there was like... But the UK lot can join that as well in, in America. We should join yeah. forces. I think we need to reinvent the world, do we? I've been trying to trace just when Polly Tomey started her involvement with Andrew Wakefield, and it certainly goes back to 2007, when I and a number of people were suckered. That's right, conned. Onto a short march between Temple on the embankment, tube stop, and Trafalgar Square, where a very small group of people gathered. On the way, we were told that a petition with 8,000 signatures on it was handed into 10 Downing Street. And what I saw with my own eyes was Tommy and a group of people walk up to the entrance gates of 10 Downing Street and apparently give something in. We never saw any evidence that there were actually 8,000 signatures on this petition, which we were told was about autism. It was at that time that she had had somebody pay for her to... We put on an awful lot of billboards, uh, wearing nothing but a brassiere, with the caption, Hello boys, we need to talk about autism, and a uh, rather sombre look on her face. She did manage to talk to Gordon Brown about this. Great. Then what? Well, nothing really. So I think we can agree that if you are someone with Polytomy's background, who's been doing what she's been doing all these years, and even runs a magazine called The Autism File, which she calls herself the editor-in-chief of, that's a rather odd thing to come out with. I assume by doctors she's referring to general practitioners, let alone specialists in the field of neuroscience and autism. Hmm. So let's listen to another one. So basically, while you were pregnant, you had the swine flu vaccine. Mm. Which is because I watch the news. Yeah, no, no, I'm not that. judging you. I yeah. totally get it. I'm just crossing with the doctors. Yeah, but you. But they told you yeah. that you needed to have it to protect the fetus, yeah. the baby. Yeah. 
Did you have any other vaccines while you were pregnant? Like the flu vaccine? Or the Not stuff so that. Okay, I'm really sorry that happened to you. That's a wicked thing that they did to you. They should be in prison for that. Is there anything that would make you guys vaccinate yourself or your babies or your children ever again? I will never have another vaccination for as long as I live, no matter what the cost, no matter what the price, I will never do it again. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Because I know what I know now. You know, this is, I wasn't just told stuff by a load of people. I, I went down the rabbit hole myself. I was watching um, Suzanne Humphreys. I can't get over these British mums, can you peeps? Have you seen one tear shed from their eyes? Honestly, we go around, travel around the world, and everyone cries. There's not one tear from one of you. Have you noticed that? Yeah, because we're British. We're British. Stiff up a lip, right? Oh, we don't cry in public when we're especially when we're on camera. It's rude, and we've been brought up like that way, isn't it? Right. Have you ever heard the phrase "breaking technique"? It's where you take somebody and you wear them down until they lose all resistance to your ideas. In this case, you take 270 people in a venue and you subject them to a very emotional and moving and upsetting film that hits them right at the root of their being because they're mainly going to be parents who have disabled or even children who have died, and then you give them the love bombing, where you encourage them that they're right in their beliefs that vaccines did indeed cause the troubles and problems that they believe their children had, or even they've had. And then you give them a whole structure or belief system to subscribe to. Hmm. I mean, there might just be a coincidence. This process can be seen to be happening or even projected onto the film screening, but makes you think, doesn't it? So what we have here is a woman who claims no expert qualifications in the field of autism or anything medical at all, who is encouraging another mother to believe that one single swine flu vaccine damaged her child's brain, which, if this was the case, would be borne out by her doctors, specialists, consultants. You get the idea. The last stop such a person would make would be to come all the way to an event like this to expose such private details on a camera, knowing that once it was online, anyone could proceed to see her speaking and decide whatever they wanted. Does that sound like something you personally would go along with? Could we ever know how much this woman was prepped to say what she does to Polytomy? Or not at all? Now listen to this recording of Polytomy speaking to the audience of about 50 to 60 people in a small cinema theatre in Pittsburgh on the 11th of June 2016. We have to take the next future into our hands. And I'm speaking to parents. Read the news. Google murder parents. Parents are taking the lives of their children already because they will not leave their children in a world as it is today. And I, for one, will never judge them for what they do. Okay, so I think we all understand what Polytomy is saying, that she appears to be endorsing parents taking the lives of their disabled children. Now, Tomi calls herself editor-in-chief of the so-called Autism File magazine that she started, which is utterly dedicated to the belief that what is loosely termed autism, that great umbrella term that I used to describe the foundation root of my nature and being, is caused by vaccines, pollution, mercury, rather a lot of things that contradict each other. Oh, they have an answer to that. They say, there are many different sorts of autism, see? Like there has been for decades a conspiracy with all the world's governments and the pharmaceutical industry to hide the mass brain damaging of babies. It's so very simply explained, except that autistic people all over the planet have exactly the same 
characteristics and quali uh, qualifications of being autistic. We all empathize with each other. We all have exactly the same properties. So if it's all the same thing, surely if it's brain damage due to the things I mentioned, then it should be easily explained as brain damage, instead of which it gets called autism. And people are too sure where it comes from or what it is. How can they be so certain? Let alone that it's brain damage from vaccines. You know, this strikes me as a faith-based system. If, like myself, you're still waiting to have it all proved, apart from non-stop point-blank statements that cannot in any way be argued with at mainstream medical science discount year after year, ah, uh, that's the conspiracy, see? Of course, what foolishness, for how could you argue with a statement like that? I would like to conclude with this thought. Try reading any materials or listening to anything that Polytomy and the Vax people put out and find the bits where they say, well, we could be wrong and vaccines were innocent. It could be said that our evidence was circumstantial and confirmationally biased, which is how we interpret the events at the time affecting our judgments later on or how we see them there and then. And it may all be our projections, but they never do. They can only be utterly right. If you're a GP or a medical professional, could you be that certain about anything, let alone something as serious as a vaccine killing or brain damaging a child? As you heard, something else happened while we were there. As we stood there, two women appeared from within the venue. One held an umbrella over the head of the other as she pointed a fixed-lens Sony camera at us. The other also pointed a microphone for her over her shoulder. There was a certain focused, steely silence about these two. They'd obviously practiced the manoeuvre. We challenged them to say if they were working for Vaxxed, as we will call the people behind this film. The first uh, answer from the younger one was, yes, no. Well, she kind of said it like that, yes, no. She then said that she was not from Vaxxed. She also answered point blank that she was not going in to see the film. I spoke to these people and gave a short explanation about what I thought was happening. This can be seen on the Autistic Inclusive Meets YouTube film of the event. It was the kind of thing I would love the Vax people to hear. Later on, as the two women ran back inside, we spotted the Vax lanyard around the neck of the younger one. She had lied to us. We do not know what will happen to the film they made. Now, this behaviour is identical to how the Scientologists behave when Louis Theroux, the British filmmaker, made his 2015 film, My Scientology Movie. Representatives of the Scientologists confronted him when he visited the perimeter of one of their estates. Standing on a public highway, he has a smartphone pointed at him and also a proper fixed lens video camera. In the end, Theroux pulls out his own smartphone and films back, so they're standing about a metre apart, doing this to each other. The pathetic spectacle of two grown adults pointing video cameras at each other ensues. Exactly what my friends were forced to do that night, as we stood on the pavement on the side of the venue entrance being filmed by the two women team who stood in the row where the cars were parked. I could see something was going on. So as I explained, I decided to speak to them since I had nothing to hide and everything to gain by giving them a simple explanation for my actions and my opinions of the film. One of which was that if the two Vax films had any basis in reality, there would never have been any need for them to be made. None of us have any idea why they did this any more than Mr. Theroux could work it out, except maybe to intimidate us. I mean, how? Could you let me know on hoxtonpaul at hotmail.co.uk, H-O-X-T-O-N Paul. 
So, I have a little question for the makers of Vax 2, The People's Truth. If you're all not some sort of obsessive cult of rigidly held beliefs about vaccines, why are you doing impersonations of the Scientologists? You know, if you look at my piece on Vax 1, it's pretty easy to see how narrow-minded the whole thing is. So I think I should display the opposite here. Let's imagine they win. Governments act like lightning because of the scale and seriousness of the issues involved. The pharmaceutical industry is revolutionised by the reaction from them. The entire population of the planet Earth is informed that a whole new ethos of vaccine testing, validation and monitoring is going to be instituted overnight everywhere. How can it not be? Does that sound far-fetched? I don't think that's outside of the realms of reality. But if you consider at the time of your listening to me how long these protests and films have existed and what has come of them, I reckon, based on what's happened so far, you will see my point. So, with Storm Chiara serenading us in the background, I'd like to draw a close to this part of the podcast and then go into one of our more amusing regular sections, which is called Quack Corner, in which I discuss cures, interventions, therapies and general remedies for being autistic, which I don't believe a word of. And after that, we'll have a few words about who and what I am as an introduction. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy consists of taking an autistic person, and it's usually a child, and locking them in a large pressure chamber that looks like a big sausage. They then increase the amount of oxygen inside. I saw one once at a London autism show. They would not let me in. Increasing the oxygen available to someone's body is meant to give them more ability to heal from carbon monoxide poisoning and wounds from burns. There are three reasons why this is supposed to help with someone's autism, which, as we all know, is a euphemism for making them look sound and act less autistic, whatever is really going on. The theory is that some autistics have reduced blood flow to some areas of their brains, which the Oxford Hyperbaric Therapy Centre in 2012 thought causes people to want sameness, have repetitive behaviours and a decreased IQ, their idea of being autistic. Secondly, autistic children are supposed to have increased neural inflammation and gastrointestinal inflammation. Swelled brains leading to thinking pains, no doubt. It helps with the swellings. Thirdly, we are supposed to have increased oxidative stress, as with what antioxidants are supposed to cure. You know, that effect that teas are supposed to have on you that's been marketed as wonderful for years. Oxidative stress is an imbalance in the cells that leads to damage. Oh, and it's also supposed to mobilize stem cells in your brain, leading to uh, healing. As with, it's all about your brain getting better by sitting in the thing and not whatever you do, lighting up a cigarette or any medical marijuana joints. Is the autism going yet? Are you feeling neurotypical now? 
No, none of this is proven, and yes, it's only quantified in how the autistic person looks, sounds, and acts after they come out and get yet more social skills training on how to look, sound, and act. Critics of the treatment think, well, it's just sitting there in an oxygen chamber getting subtly stoned and pretending you just went below 40 metres of water and did battle with a giant squid, whilst being charged £89 for 75 minutes of being locked inside. The Chelsea Bridge Clinic, right by Chelsea Bridge, would be only too happy to take that amount off you. It's all for your own good. Hello, my name is Paul Wadey. And I am a diagnosed autistic. I received my diagnosis late in life at the age of 41, in dramatic circumstances you can read about online in the Guardian Weekend magazine, dated October 2005. I also perform around the world and regularly at festivals with my Gorilla Aspies one-man show, which converts audiences to being autistic. Yes, that's right. It is a fun and challenging audience interactive show, and it is six years old this year. I also started the Stealth Aspies Theatre Company of entirely autistic people, reflecting on the lives of other autistic people through survey responses we turned into a show, together with our own poetry and our own pieces, which started in 2017 and is currently rebooting with a whole new group of people and will be out and active again by the end of the year, all being well. Look us up, stealthaspies.com as well as my own show, Gorilla Aspies, which is on the paulwady.com website. Now, I would like to use this first inaugural podcast to attempt to bring reconciliation and understanding between the non-autistic parents of autistic children and the neurodivergent community, people like myself, who stand up to be counted as autistic adults. First, let me frame the situation as I am aware of it. Originally, the primary model of autism has always been that it was severely disabling. When the film Rain Man came out in 1996, that was the only thing people thought of as autism. Me too, actually. I had no previous interest or idea about it when I was 32. It was later on, of course, mainly due to the internet facilitating autistic people to come together as a community, that advocates like myself appeared and started to connect, share ideas, and come together as a kind and a community. Then parents started reacting against this, as if we were destroying the world they had created, ruining their lifelong struggles to get support and understanding for what they faced as parents. For children who would always need more care, support and understanding than many of them could afford financially, or were able to provide themselves, due to the sometimes superhuman amounts of personal strength and ability that were needed to cope with their situation on social media, in print, and even rare confrontational situations such as the Autism Speaks rallies in the USA when autistics turned up to protest, or the all-in-a-row play at the start of 2019 when I personally organised a protest outside of its opening night, where parents found themselves confronting autistic people. I see the situation as there being a collection of communities in our world, on the metaphorical spectrum of autism, if you like. So... You have parents who think autistics are stopping them doing what they like to their children. 
You have parents who hate the likes of me because they say, you do not speak for my child. I do. Fine by me. It's your child. Parents with the weird idea that people who say things they do not like are abusing their families and themselves and must be stopped, silenced and hated as if any chance of support and recognition for their daily sacrifices and non-stop support for their children will be mysteriously erased and forgotten overnight. You need to read what such people say if you have not seen this attitude manifested. I know it can sound a bit over the top. You also get parents who know full well that no one is stopping them doing anything with and to their children, and that the world knows full well that you get disabled adults who are autistic and disabled children and will never be able to live an independent life. In fact, that is the primary template of being autistic. Show me one autism charity anywhere that was not set up by the loving parents of really disabled children. How on earth could people like myself erase and eliminate knowledge and the need for support from such families? And about such families. I believe that all that has happened is that the human race's knowledge of what autism means has been added to. Now, people know that so-called high-functioners, often not presenting as looking like many people's idea of being autistic, exist. Further, that it is probably such people who are responsible for the spread of what is described loosely in general terms as autism. That's where it comes from. Now, I think if you frame things like this, it all makes sense. There are different identifiable communities with different experiences of this loose umbrella term autism, which really should be termed neurodivergence. That means that we are not the neurotypical or the ordinary non-autistic folks. You may have heard the term neurodiverse, which you will relate to meaning people with dialogical neurological conditions or disorders, depending on which frame of reference you use. But I'm afraid it's not as simple as the neurotypical and the neurodiverse anymore. In fact, it's believed that all humanity is neurodiverse. I mean, it stands to reason. Brains like bodies vary. The existence of different diagnosed and recognized neurological conditions prove this is the case. So, my good friends in neurodivergent self-advocacy like to say that we are the neurodivergent from the neurotypical, who are all neurodiverse. I hope that's clear. Many people say neurodiverse when the particularly pedantic amongst us say neurodivergent. And I have to have such people interviewed in future podcasts to further clear everything up. Or make it more sophisticated, being autistic. <clears throat> For the purposes of this and any explanations I may give, I just want to preface this by saying that there will always be people throwing things at their computers or throwing their phones away in disgust because they think I have got my definitions wrong. That's the world of autism and terminology for you. Lots of passionately right and absolutely precise people. Most people have a typical neurology. That is, their brains manifest in the capacity to do lots of things sometimes at the same time and relate to each other. This is how you know someone is relatively normal. Ah, normal. That relative term everyone aspires to, whether they like it or not. We will be meeting such people in our regular soap opera, Life with the Neurotypicals, later on. At this time in medical and science history, Many different brain divergences or conditions have been categorised. Dyspraxia, or brain clumsiness, if you like. 
Dyslexia or world blindness. ADHD or rock band membership. That's attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. There is also attention deficit disorder for the relatively sedate people. And of course, OCD. 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 <clears throat> Strange how I feel compelled to repeat that one over and over and over and over and over and... Yes. I had hoped to reflect on what I'm doing with my show to a far greater depth than I've ever been allowed to before. And after six years, I've developed a pretty good idea of what it actually is that I'm doing. Because when I first started, I didn't have a template. And nobody had done anything like it before, as I was trying to do. So after six years of interacting with audiences and evolving the show year after year, I'd like to share one or more slides per podcast and explore those themes, as well as using this podcast as a vehicle for you all to meet my many friends and the many people in this world that I entered in, well, when I was diagnosed in December 2004 and which I have made my adult life ever since. A life that brought me true love. It brought me my wife and a job and a whole identity that I didn't know I was allowed to have, that I could have. And I hope over time I'll be able to share what my life was like. And I hope that people listening will find their lives in me because through the Stealth Aspie's work where we used speeches written by autistic people via a survey online, several surveys actually, we in Stealth Aspie's were able to find ourselves through them on stage in front of people who themselves could find themselves through us finding ourselves. It all goes back to a famous adage that somebody once said that people pay to go to see rock bands, to see people who are free. And that was a very big theme in Stealth Aspies, just to stand on that stage and be an authentic person and actually be able to be sincere about who and what you were and not have to constantly relate to a world that really intimately speaking, couldn't relate to us. So, I hope that was enlightening, and now onto that pesky music, and if you don't like it, just email me at hoxtonpaul at hotmail.co.uk, and if there's anything about the podcast you do, or you don't like, well please do let me know, and I will take it all into account. Thank you. Thank you.